Good morning. I really felt like God wants to release conversions to the body of Christ. The word conversion means to change from one state to another, from one form to another. That's one definition. And we're going to look at some people in the Bible. I'm going to tell you some stories about life, Old Testament, New Testament, where people's lives were converted. I'm not talking about you like the point and you add it to your life, and that's a good little revelation. I'm talking about the trajectory of your life changes. They were saved. They believed in God in the Old Testament and the New Testament. They were born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, many spoken tongues, signs, wonders, and miracles. But they had another conversion where their entire life was changed, and God wants to release conversions on our life. Conversions, how you see God, he wants to convert it. How you see yourself, he wants to convert it. And, you know, and many times they cross over. How you see others, he wants to convert it. He wants to change from one form to another where your entire life changes. It's not things you're adding. It's not just making your walk better. When Jacob, he was his name Jacob, and he wrestled with Jesus. Jesus was the angel of the Lord. When he said, what is your name? Michael gave his name. Gabriel gave his name. But when he asked this angel he was wrestling with, he says, why do you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. It was Jesus. Why was it so disguised in the Old Testament because he was hidden, hidden the plan from Satan. It couldn't be too clear. See, God and Satan are, are not on the same plane. Michael and Satan. So, so friends, listen, you know, a, a, a third of the angels fell. Yeah, I mean, two thirds didn't. For every demon, one demon, there's two angels. And so he hid the plan from Satan, Satan who, who existed when he created him. See, once you're created, you can never be the creator. God has never been created. That just blows my mind. Eternity blows my mind, but the fact that there's no beginning with God even blows it bigger. So he hid the plan from Satan, and the Bible says in the New Testament, if they knew what they were doing when they killed the Lord of glory, they wouldn't do it. That's how disguised it was. So Jesus was disguised in the Old Testament because it wasn't to be revealed, and some of the plans in your life are yet to be revealed, but we need to release conversions on the body of Christ. We're walking one way, and we turn another. So here's Jacob. He believed God. So friends, I'm not talking about you're just conversion. When we get converted to Christianity, that's one thing. One form, one state to another. You are in the kingdom of darkness, and the next, your kingdom of light. The Jesus movement, thousands and thousands of people came into Jesus, and you know, they were, they were oh, they need to take a shower, and oh, they, you know, they stink, and oh, they have bare feet, and all those things may have been true. But in a moment, they were converted. And there's another wave coming where people are going to be converted, all walks of life. But I'm talking about the body of Christ where you see God different. You see yourself different. You see your others different. So today, this is, I just don't want to like, and even when I was preparing this message, I felt like something changed inside me. I, I, I can't explain it. It's going to be revealed. It's just, and I've never had that with a message. So Jacob, you know, he's wrestling with Jesus, the angel of the Lord, and and, and God, Jesus touches him, and his walk is different. God wants us to convert us so our walk with him is different. It was noticeable. It was noticeable. No, I'm not saying you're walking with a limp, but there's something different about it because you were converted. Acts 11, it says the apostles, I'll just read it to you, and then we'll pull up some scriptures. The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them? I don't think we realize how big this really is. Their entire life, they were taught that. One generation to another, we're separate from the Gentiles. It's our God, not their God. Their entire life, they were taught that. And so these people were born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, signs, wonders, and miracles. And they told Peter, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them? But starting with the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa because Peter thought the same thing. But he had another conversion. 
It wasn't his conversion to Jesus. It wasn't his conversion with the Holy Spirit. It was his conversion, his entire way of thinking that opened a new door that says the Gentiles are to be part of salvation. And you are going to be a vessel for that. He was converted, changed from one state to another. And he tells him the whole story. I saw a sheet. God showed him these unclean things that he's never eaten in his life. And he says, you know, rise, Peter, kill and eat three times. And he says, what I call clean, don't call unclean. I don't care what your dad called it or your mom called it or your generation. I don't care how you were raised or how you were lived or what he said, she said. We need to be converted, but we're changed. God, we want your life. We want to flow with what you're doing. We want to move with what you're doing. And so at the end, he told them all that. So at the end of telling all their story, we're going to read it. He says, when they heard this, Peter told the story. They had no further objections and praised God, saying, so then, even to the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Their entire way of thinking was changed. And it's not just, oh, that's good. Now it's they went and they also witnessed. They went and they also received them. We're talking about one conversation. I'm not talking about a lot of years. I'm not talking about thousands of years. or I'm not talking about hundreds of years. In one conversation, Peter tells them, and they were converted. They had another conversion. That is huge because their entire life, thousands of years, they were separate. They didn't even want to deal with the Samaritans. They were shocked that Jesus talked to a Samaritan. But Jesus says, this gospel will become Jerusalem, Judea, and all the ends of the world. See, I need another conversion. I need more conversions. I need more conversions. And John, what is it? I don't know what, that, I don't know what it is, but God does. If I knew, then I would, I would say. So you, you have to say, God, you, see, the first thing is you have to say, God, I recognize I need more than what I'm living, and I give you permission to come in and convert me, to change me, to change my thinking. Because Peter could have said no. He could have said no. You have that right to say no. But you also stand before him and give an account for that no. I was reading this, this listening to the story, and this girl, and, and I was listening to the story. She's, she's on this Christian talk show, and she's talking about a book that she's writing about praying for families. And she's just saying, you know, I was, you know, I was in my 20s, and, you know, I led this vampire to the Lord. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold a minute. Back up. Tell us a story. She goes, I was in my 20s, and my whole life, you know, she goes, this is before Vampire Diaries. This is before, you know, uh, Twilight. You know, it was before every vampire except maybe Dracula. And so she was... She was on the boardwalk. It was, she was in her 20s, and she was just singing. And this girl comes up to her and goes, I'm a vampire. Are you scared? And she's like, why don't she come up to me? Like, she's just in her 20s. She's like, she's all freaking out. She's all, she's all. And then she goes, my, all my training says you give your testimony, you give them a track. Back in the day, you give them the track, the four spiritual laws. Many people got saved through that. But the Holy Spirit has principles, but it doesn't have formulas. But when you start getting into the formulas, John, say this prayer, do this. Friends, you miss it. So, she, so, th so there she was. Here's the problem. A theologian would have witnessed to that girl. Because she had no training, she had to trust the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's easier to teach new people. At work, new people come in and we say, uh, you know, especially HR, this is your job. Oh, that's not my job. But a new person, you can say, this is your job, this is your job, this is your job. Oh, great. A new Christian, you say, we lay hands on the sick, we witness, we do this. Oh, that's not my job. I've never done it before. Friends, you may never have walked this way before, but God wants to convert you, and now you walk it. My name is no longer Jacob. It's Israel. It's not the Jacobites. It's Israel. And so he wants to convert us this morning, and you say for a long time, and you have a lot of revelation, and do not add this certainty. Oh, that's good points, but God wants to convert us because I need another conversion. I'm not standing up here saying I'm fully converted. No, no, no. I need another conversion. So she's saying, so she's saying, uh, she, she just felt the Holy Spirit says, ask her, Why? So she goes, why are you a vampire? And she goes, well, I don't die, and I drink the blood of animals, and it cleanses me. And then she felt the Holy Spirit saying, what brings you significance? And she goes, well, I brought 12 women into the, into the vampire clan. She goes, they didn't have families. 
They didn't have friends. They didn't have, and we have community. And then she realized, as she listened to the Holy Spirit, now she has ground. And she goes, well, her name was, Chris, her, her name was Christy. Christy, you're, you're right. Blood is essential. And sacrifice is necessary. And we need community. But I don't think you have the whole story. Can I tell you about it? And she goes, okay. So she told her the whole story. She shared the whole gospel. She did everything. And she goes, I for sure thought she was going to receive Christ. And she goes, nah, I don't need Jesus. But then she goes, the buses have stopped working. Now it's 2 in the morning. She goes, the buses have stopped working. She goes, can you take me home? And she goes, sure. She's in her 20s. She goes, who wants to take a vampire home at 2 o'clock in the morning? So she goes, she got her friend, and she goes, my friend who's a guy, he's driving. I'm in the, and, and she's in the back. Chrissy's in the back. Deserted road, 2 o'clock in the morning. And she hears this on the back window. She goes, starts knocking, real eerie. And she's all, Christy, why are you knocking on the window? She goes, I feel like something's knocking on my heart, and I don't know what it is. And she goes, that's Jesus. Jesus is knocking on your heart. And then she says, I'm hungry and I'm thirsty, but I don't know for what. And she goes, I didn't know those scriptures. She goes, I knew a song, you know. I, I want to hunger no more. I want to thirst no more. I want to know Jesus. And, she, and uh, Christy goes, sing it to me. And she's all, she's all, Shh. You know, she's like, singing to you. She was so awkward. She starts singing it. And Christy goes, pull over right now. I want to receive Jesus before I die. And she goes, two hours ago, you were immortal. And she was in her mind. She's, they pull over. She's received Christ. And then she goes, in her mind, she goes, I didn't really believe it was true. She goes, she's this girl on drugs. Is she out of it? She goes, Christy, if this is real, meet me tomorrow at noon at the boardwalk. So Holly's standing there. And here comes Christy. She goes, she's really far enough. She goes, Holly, Holly, I want to share my faith like you. And she goes, okay, let's go on the boardwalk. And she goes, she went up to this kid named Mark, and Mark goes, how do you know you're different when you're a Christian? And Holly's thinking, oh, my gosh, I've been a Christian since I was a little kid. How am I gonna? And then, so Christy interrupts him. Well, Mark, yesterday I was a vampire. Today I'm born again. Boy, do I see a difference. <laughs> Mark, do you know blood is essential and that sacrifice is necessary? We made for community. Can I tell you about it? He goes, sure. She, she, Mark received Christ. But why are you, John, why are you using this? Because there was another conversion that day. The other conversion that day was Holly. Holly was on a track to be a lawyer. And she said, God, I've never seen someone give their life, seen them transform so quick. She goes, that's all I ever want to do. She's went over to 30 countries, written books, all these things. She had a, there was another conversion that day. And I'm saying we need another conversion. We need another conversion. We walk this walk and we think we know God and there's so much more to know him. When, you know, I was, I was, you know, I had my notes and they were all nice and a little paper clip. And I, and after I finished my notes, I was listening to this man preach. I, I went back and looked at this video, someone who I love and He's, he used the word conversion in the, in the video, and I says, oh, that, that's a confirmation, man. I, was, I love that, you know, because sometimes you don't really know when you feel like God's strong. And, you, and I just listened to his testimony. He goes, I was, I was a church plant. You know, he, he got saved. He was telling his testimony. He goes, I was going around the, the, the United States and many countries. He goes, 27 different denominations, 27 different denominations, nine parachurch ministries, and I was teaching on church growth for three and a half years. And he goes, I was miserable. He goes, I was using my spiritual gifts. I could go into church and say, you need to go here. You need to, you need to plant here. He goes, I, it, it wasn't a book. It wasn't by the book. It was by the spirit. And he goes, I was using my spiritual gifts. He goes, and, it, and he goes, I was getting paid for him. He goes, it was, it was, my motives weren't even right. And he goes, I just was, I said, oh, I was going to Detroit. And he's like, God, I don't even know, nobody. I don't even know these people. Because I got so tired of talking to people. And he goes, he was burned out. And he's, he says, God, what happened? Remember when I first got saved? Where did I go wrong? Some of us need to be converted back to when we first had passion for Jesus and love. 
I heard a man in a, in a meeting one time, he stood up and he goes, man, I love Jesus in the Jesus movement. He goes, I love him now, but I loved him. And it was sad to me. You loved him more back then. You were on more fire. And so he went to his hotel room, this pastor that was listening to the story. And he was just, and then God woke him up. He goes, he goes, I don't know if I heard an audible voice or I don't know if inner voice. He goes, but it woke me up. And he says, John, I've seen your ministry. And he goes, I felt like God was doing this. And then very lovingly, he says, now I'm going to show you mine. That man's name was John Wimber. He had a conversion. Who's John Wimber? Ask Bill Johnson. He knows who he is. Ask Randy Clark. Hey, they know who they are. Two men, that had, two major ministries that work in signs, wonders, and miracles, and both said they began when they met John Wimber through the Vineyard Church. Friends, there was another conversion. John Wimber loved God. John Wimber flowed in the Spirit. John Wimber knew all that stuff, but there was another conversion. You know, you had to talk about Gideon. Gideon was, was threshing wheat in the wine press, afraid. He knew God. He was doing what everybody else did back then. They were afraid because every time, you know, they would come and they would, the, the, the enemies would come and they would steal their, steal their harvest so they would come. And here's Gideon, and the angel shows up and says, mighty man of valor. Because here's Gideon. He was thinking, where I am is who I am. Where you are is not who you are. I don't know what circumstance you're in. I don't know what you're facing, but do not let that be the, uh, your identity. In fact, everything you're looking at is temporary. Even our ages. Look around. Everybody's age is temporary. This building's temporary. We won't always be here. Some of you are single, going to be married. Some of you are married, going to have kids. Everything is temporary that you see. And so he says, mighty man of valor. So he had another conversion, and it was a process. See, John, and when, when John Wimber, says, God says, I'm going to show you my ministry. You know, I've seen yours. I show, and John goes, I don't know what happened, but I felt like I was converted. And he goes, he used that word. He goes, there was a convert. He goes, just like when I was converted, I had a conversion to Jesus. He goes, I don't know. But the next weeks and months, God started doing things in my life that he's never done before. So I'm not talking about you're going to have a conversion day, you're going to overthink, but I believe God wants to start some conversions in our lives that we begin to walk out in the months. Hey, I felt a change preparing this message. I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's new gentleness coming to me, new compassion, new, new heart for souls. I don't know what that means, but there's a walking out to it. And if you look at Esther, Esther, she's just an orphan. And then they kind of pushed her. Okay, you're going to be the, and then she's the queen. Mordecai pushed her. And then he pushed her a little more saying, okay, now are you going to be the queen, but you're going to be the salvation of your people. See, we, so, so she knew God, and she was in the position, and we get in that position. This is my position. I'm now queen. I'm now this. I'm now preacher, and God wants to bring you another conversion where you now see the purpose. Joseph had dreams. I see my brothers, and I see my dad bowing down to me, but he didn't know the purpose was to keep alive the promise of God. Some of you need a conversion, maybe in the way you receive the promises of God. Maybe you see, the way you see the prophetic. Maybe it's just you know j j just a word. I was reading this coalition of life thing. It's a ministry and they have these blue buses and they have many things but they have these blue buses where they give these women these ultrasounds in texas it's a law you have to give a woman an ultrasound if she's going to do an abortion and friends it may see plan planned parenthood but they're not planning parents to do anything couples don't walk in there and go we want to have a baby in six months oh that's great let's work out your budget let's do this let's plan that no 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 no. they want to remove what's inside the woman now pro-life doesn't mean anti-women so if you had an abortion god can forgive you I remember I was preaching a message, and God just talked about it. Just say it. I said, if you had an abortion, God can forgive you. This, afterwards, this woman came up to me in tears. She goes, she's been at that church for years, friends, for years with tears. She goes, I've always wanted to work in the children's ministry, but I felt guilty because I had an abortion. She had a conversion, and then she could go work. And she's doing that today. See, we need another conversion. She was saved. Prophets would come. Speakers would come. But there she sat with her guilt and shame from something that happened a long time ago. See, Jesus just doesn't remove the punishment. 
He wants to take away the shame and the guilt from it too. Some of us need a conversion how we see ourselves. And so the lady goes, can I have another ultrasound? And she just simply heard the word no. By law, you get one. So she, I was walking out. I saw that little blue bus. I went in there, and she goes, she was so tender. She gave me the ultrasound, and she showed me my baby, and she goes, then she sent a picture months later, you know, of the little baby that she had decided to have. Some of us need a conversion how we receive the word. It's just a fetus. It's just a word. It's just a word. It's just a word. No, really, it's a baby. And the Holy Spirit wants to come along and says, here's the promises of God. No, you don't have all the details. No, you don't even have the hair color or the personality. But you have enough to know you carry something living. And you may not even be showing, but you carry it. You carry it. You carry it. So Lord, I thank you for people that are carrying the promises of God in their life. I thank you for conversions to happen this morning. I thank you it's not just a fetus, Lord. It's, it's not just a promise. It's not just a word, but it's your future for them. It is your future for them. You want to give them the details. I see the little hands. I see the little heartbeat. I see the little face. I see the little nose. And many people that have a sonogram change to have their, they don't want to have an abortion. Or why? Because they, they didn't know it was so formed and so living. So God, help us see what's formed and living in us. Convert us, God. Don't, don't just, it's just a word, just another prophecy, just another sermon, just another message. No, Jesus, we need a conversion. I've seen your ministry. Now I'm going to show you mine. John, I've seen your ministry. Now I'm going to show you mine. So, Lord, I thank you for showing your ministry on planet Earth. The mega churches have risen up. The bands, the guys with the tight jeans and this. This is cool. That's cool. No, Jesus, I thank you for changing. You change people that think they're vampires. You, ch- you change it. God, you, for thousands of years, you've changed people. Everybody that's come to you, you never cast away, God. Convert us how we see you, how we see ourselves, God. I thank you, Lord. Even how you change how we see you, it changes how we see us. It's just a word. I was, listen, you guys know Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child, where they have the Christmas boxes. Our church is a part of that, and it's tremendous, tremendous ministry. Months ago, I was listening to these pastors, well-known pastors in these panels, interesting different subjects, and one Samaritan's Purse just happened to come up, and uh, one pastor goes, that's no different than any other humanitarian aid. It's just a box. And I got mad, just a box. A box. That's like me going to your church, I would have said, and, you, and say, you just give words. You just talk. I don't, because he goes, I didn't see changed lives. I was there. I walked around. I didn't see no changed lives. Well-known pastor. Well-known. A box. And that's what anybody wants to do. It's just a box. You're just a member. You're just, and he puts it on this level. I was listening to a testimony just this week. My favorite app, my favorite podcast is just testimonies. It's one testimony, 15 minutes every week. I just love it. And the testimony this week, after I heard that months ago, just happened to be someone from Samaritan's Purse, who's in Samaritan's Purse now, who was a little child at five years old, her entire family. They were believers at the time, mom and dad. But they, they couldn't even mention the country. They were in a Muslim country. They had to flee to another country, and they were praying for a radio because they wanted to hear the news in their other country, which they, and they also wanted to hear Christian radio. You know, the short band, you can hear all the Christian radios. And so she, Samaritan's Purse came and all the toys came. And my mom says, you can't open it until we get home. She goes, my hands were shaking. My heart was beating. She goes, remember when she was five? She gets home and we're all sitting there on the, in the, con- she goes, it was the concrete uh, house. And there was no colors in the house. We're sitting down. And she goes, I pull out these colored pencils. And she goes, I never saw colored pencils before. It's just a box. It's just a word. It's just a sermon. He's just a fisherman. He's just a man from Galilee. It's just a book. No, friends, it's life. It's life. It's life. It was just a man in a hotel. No, it was John Wimber who God birthed revivals in that many of you went to meetings because of Wimber. 
because he said, God, I'm tired, and God converted him. It's just a moment. But when it's you that has the leprosy, it's not just leprosy. When it's you that have the pain, it's not just pain. It's your pain. It's your leprosy. It's your shame. To the girl, it wasn't just tears. It was a, conver- it was a conversion where she changed. Just a box. And so she goes, we opened all our boxes, and there was one box left. There was one little box, and the little box, it was the last box of all the boxes. We opened it up. She goes, inside that little box was a full-functioning radio. It's just a box. Just a box. I was in Belize, and we were, we were on a mission trip with the team, and we were leaving, and there was a little special needs boy at the fence watching us leave. He wasn't there all week. He wasn't in the revival. And I just asked the pastor, who's that? And he goes, oh, he's a special needs kid that we're going to support when we get back. So somebody on our missions team goes, I want to give money now. So they gave 50 bucks. Two weeks later, the pastor calls me up and he goes, I t- took that 50 bucks. I gave it to my brother. My brother went and bought supplies, backpack and everything. And they went to the house of the family. And they go, this is for your son. And the mom goes, somebody from America who doesn't know my son would give us this? They went to church and all got saved. It's just $50. No friends, five souls. But the thing is, you didn't know. When I give the 50 bucks, I see the five souls. When you say, God, convert me, you don't know. When she says, Holy Spirit, ask a question, she didn't see the girl get saved. She didn't know. She didn't know. And she's in the airport. That girl that led that supposedly vampire that she just thought she was a vampire. She's in the airport on the way home from the missions trip. She runs into this lady and they start talking. And she goes, how was your summer? They found out they're Christians. And she goes, yeah, I led a vampire to Christ. And she's all. She called her husband over. Her husband goes, what's her name? And her, she, she said her name, and he said, Christy Denny. And he goes, her dad goes to my church. We've been praying for her for five years. It's just a conversation. It's just a word. You're just in a seat. No, it's, it's just a life. So, Lord, I thank you that we're just not here just a time. We're just a season. No, Esther, you were here for such a time as this. God, I thank you for releasing conversions on our life. I thank you for converting one name to another, Jacob to Israel, orphan to queen. God, I thank you for converting us, Jesus. You're not just a man. You're a savior. You're not just a spirit. You're moving. You're healing, God. It wasn't just a sermon. I didn't know when I went there. A lady her entire life. She had, ever since she had an abortion, she wanted to work with children's ministry. So God says work in children's ministry. The enemy says you're dirty. She needed a conversion. God, convert us today. Convert our thinking. Open our hearts to every door that we thought was closed. Some of you are called to preach, and you say, I can't stand in front of people. You need a conversion of who he really is. You're not the one speaking. The boldness isn't yours. The power isn't yours. Peter, who denied Jesus, spoke at the day of Pentecost. It wasn't John. It was it wasn't Matthew, it wasn't Mark. It was the one who denied him. The denier became the preacher, the first preacher. It was the first birth of grace. So, Lord, I thank you for giving us an ultrasound this morning, God. I thank you for giving us an ultrasound this morning. I thank you for giving us a sound. Holy Spirit, show us again. Give me another ultrasound. Planned Parenthood said no. It was by law. Lord, I thank you we're not living by the law. The law says you get one ultrasound, but grace says I'm coming again. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Some of us need that. God, we've given that word and we've tried to just put it on the side Lord I thank you for coming to us again the second time and showing us Lord and showing us the word of the Lord coming a second time I thank you for the ultrasounds today I thank you for the change today God I thank you for the conversions Lord I thank you for the conversions God I thank you for converting me God I thank you for changing from one state to another I thank you for flowing in the spirit God moving across your people today Lord
It's just a box. It's just a word. It's just a radio. You know, it was an answer to prayer. That was a lifeline for that church. And that man went back to his country and became a pastor. People got saved because it was just a radio. Just a name, Jacob to Israel. It's just a name. Oh, you just changed your name. Just a name. No, it was identity change. From deceiver to prince. Well, that's Esther. She's just an orphan. That's Joseph. He's just a dreamer. Well, that's John Wimber. He's just a church growth seminar guy. He's just totally burned out. He just says the same things over and over. But in that hotel room, there was convergence. So, Lord, I thank you for converting us today. I thank you for shifting and changing how we see you, how we see ourselves. Almighty man of valor. He was in this place. He was doing the right thing in the wrong place. So, Father, I thank you for release of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for changing us and converting us in these next weeks and days. I thank you for showing us, God, opening our eyes. Some will have dreams. Some will have more words. Some will be reminded of what God has already said. So, God, give us another ultrasound this morning, individually and corporately. to the nations before the foundation of the world. It was all in the plan. But he saw him. So Lord, I thank you for conversions today. So in your own heart, first you must see the need for it and then you can ask him. And he will show you. If you ask him for bread, he won't give you a stone or a snake. He'll give you bread. So you can ask God. Because me telling you stories isn't going to do it. You need to go to your father who, who you have access to because of the blood of Christ and say, Lord, I need a conversion. Show me the conversion I need from one state to another. You don't know when you say that prayer. You don't know when you gave that $50 to five people. You didn't know when you bought that radio and put it in that box that a whole family was going to listen to it. The person that bought that radio never knew that family of five was sitting in a house of concrete listening to the radio. Amen. So be open to it. Be aware to it. And let God move in your